The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. What up, what up, what up, everyone? This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, ESPN College Football Color Analyst, Emmy Award-winning sports analyst, and 10-year NFL defensive lineman, Lee Doosable, and you know I'm with my guys a two-time state champion in basketball at Westlake High School. He was a 2014 All-Pro cornerback with the Cincinnati Bengals and does some rapping on the side occasionally. My guy, Adam Pack got that Pack Jones and a man that has covered the NFL for over 15 years as a beat writer and columnist. He does some occasional skydiving on the side and is one of Carroll City's finest. Omar Kelly, fellas, what's good with you? What's going on? Chilling. I'm. I'm. I'm always thankful to be on with you, fellas. Yeah. So, oh my god, you have to go into this skydiving <laughs> experience for me because that's something that I always wanted to do, but with my size, I haven't been able to do it yet. Yeah, that's a that 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 could throw a little monkey wrench into the plan because just you, a little bit. But I don't get it because I've seen Shaq do it. And he weighs more than me, so I, like they've been the rules, I guess, for certain people. Huh? Yeah, uh, you you because you got to be strapped to somebody. Um, yeah. so, um, boy, that's a lot of weight on it. And I don't think about it. Yeah. Um, it, 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 you know what, what the most interesting part about skydiving is you think that you have that falling sensation, you know, the sensation you have on roller coasters and move, you know, on, on in your dreams. Nah, yeah. it's nothing like that. You just, you just literally falling in the air. The, the worst part about it is actually <laughs> physically forcing yourself to jump out of a plane. So did you jump out on your own? Or I guess you were strapped, so you, whatever the guy went, you had to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. When Whenever they're ready to go, we go. But they, they, they give you a little heads up. But, yeah, I've done it twice now, and it's Ooh. it's 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 okay. It's nothing. I, well, I wouldn't – I'd do it again, but it's – you know, I've already – I'm one of those people where I, I would rather um, bungee jump now. No, nah, hell no. Nah. I'd rather skydive than bungee jump. No, I mean, I'm I'm trying to do new things, new adventures. Right. Would you uh, get you know, to the you, point where you would go enough to maybe jump by yourself? Long enough hours? No, no, <laughs> not interested. No, hey, what not about interested. you? Would you ever skydive? No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, I'm not into nothing that I cannot control. Um, you can't control when you walk out the door. Yeah, I can. I control. I control the walk out or stay my ass in the house. <laughs> but I'm saying you walk out the door every day after that you ain't in control I, listen bro this is what I'm saying 
I'm not, I'm into a lot of things. I'm not into jumping out of airplanes or uh, swimming across the ocean. Um, I, I, I just don't, I don't do those type things. And kudos, Omar, you got way more nuts than I do. No, um, come on now, Pat. No, you, that ain't you, true. You definitely got more nuts than I do if you jumping out of the plane. Cause this, this, this man over here, Pat, the one you know. No, nah, we is not doing that. We we not jumping out no plane. That, that's not. They ain't doing none of that, Pat. Nah, 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 nah. Now I am a daredevil with with different things. Ryan four wheelers, go cars, motorcycle. But jumping out a plane, bro, like that's one of my worst fears. Mm. Uh, is the, the plane? And that's exactly why you should do it. So you have no fear. Get over well, that fear. Guess what? If you in Delta and the plane go down, you got a parachute. Yeah, listen, <laughs> that, that's a whole different scenario. But what do you it mean? definitely is. It, listen, here's, here's my He's thing about that whole. Here's my thing about that whole Delta thing. You know when you when you're on the um, emergency exit row, man, you got you got to take help. You got to take responsibility for other people's lives. And I'll be I'll be sitting there on a plane, and I'm thinking to myself, if this play, plane goes down and we're in, in like a lost situation, I'll be peeping out everybody's food. I figure out who got food. I figure out who who what is going to get your last meal, Omar. <laughs> Yo, he plot and he going to take somebody out for their last meal. You crazy. Oh my god. I, I I one I will not take responsibility for anybody else's life, uh you know, unless my family's <laughs> So you be plan. lying to them people when you yeah, say yes. Absolutely a lie. And, and I apologize to big guys like you dudes for taking the emergency role. Yeah, hey, people like you get on my nerve, man. I ain't going to lie. You know, it be you and the grandmas that are 5 foot 3. They should like have. They should, they should really have a rule where you can't get the emergency roll unless you like. You got to be at least five eleven minimum. Oh, I would say six foot. I would say okay. Six I was foot. trying to be nice. I was trying to be six, generous. Six foot. <laughs> I really and, don't even care how how tall you are. You need to be able to be functional because I done seen some old ass people in the uh, exit row. Facts. Nothing against the old people, but if you're over sixty years old, yes, do not need to be in the exit row. I'm just saying. You might have a point there, because like 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 Omar said, they always come to you and say, "Are you willing and able to help?" And I always think like if something really went down, say it was like, um, what's the what's the captain they did the movie over that landed in the Hudson River? Um, uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, like, yeah. I'm opening the door, but then I'm the first one out. <laughs> yeah, like no, 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 no. You're Captain Sully, that's right. Captain Sully, getting, you're supposed to be responsible for getting all these people out. I'm the opening it. Yeah, I'm willing to help to open the door, and then I'm going out first. <laughs> I'm not sinking with this plane. I'm right I'll, with hey, you. I'll stay on that wing, Omar. Yeah, yeah. I better come on. Yeah, y'all see the door? <laughs> y'all better, y'all better come on, and come with me. Yeah, I always thought about it. It was like what. When are they going to get to the point to make sure that they start making people do lie detector tests that's in the exit row? Because they ain't going to have a hard time finding anybody that's willing to open that door and stay there until everybody else gets through the plane and then they come out. Y- y'all see this new thing with Frontier where they're they going to charge $600 for you to fly all you want for a year? I just saw, you know, me and my fiance were just talking about that. It was something like they're, they're having another like 100% off deal or. But who who's flying? I mean, no disrespect to Frontier, but who's flying Frontier? But, but I, I don't know for six hundred dollars for the whole year. I mean, from what I hear, the, yeah. the chairs is 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 rock hard. It's bro, and they, they say it's worth the spirit. Uh, yeah, Pat. See, I ain't bro, no I'm five spirit. nine. Hold on, I am five nine. So you good? A hundred and seventy five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you my good? Little ass, my little ass. You know what I mean? Long as I got the front row or the exit row. I am cool. I'm what cool. if they? What if? What if those booked up? 
But nine times out of ten, like the people I got booking my flights are gonna make sure I'm in one of those. Yeah, flights. that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I wrote Frontier Omar and Adam Pac-Man Jones years ago before it became the Spirit Junior. Mm. And it was a it was actually a respectable airline on the West Coast. I think I wrote it when I went to I either went to Seattle or I think I was going from LA to Vegas on a quick flight. And I was like, yo, this ain't that bad. You know, I was just trying to find a quick yeah. flight booked at last minute, because that's only like an hour flight. I was like, you know, this ain't that bad. But then years later, I just heard horror stories about it. And I was like, you know, I'm on the East Coast in the South. So I'm like, we don't really ride Frontier like that no more. But I was like, Frontier was all right when I wrote it in like 2010, 2011. Yeah, man, but everybody's like, it's, they said it's it's worse than spirit now. Only thing about it, you might lose all your bags. So if you, if you, <laughs> I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't check a bag on spirit gonna, or Frontier. If you're going to check a bag in, you better go with Delta. God damn it. <laughs> I wouldn't dare check a bag with spirit. Or frontier, but they gonna charge you no matter what. what I, I charge me at least. I know my bag is with me. I don't care. Right. <laughs> I, I literally, matter of fact, I just had to go go see moms in Tampa, and I flew Spirit because it was the only airline I could fly from. Uh, you must from have Fort Lauderdale. Before, yeah, so I upgraded to Exero, and I and I paid. It's crazy because Spirit is cheaper to to check a bag than it is to actually to bring a bag on board, which is insane. Like you gonna charge me more to check. I mean, more to bring the bag on the plane than actually check it underneath. Like it entails more work when you check it underneath. But I mean, tomato, tomorrow, I guess they try to do that to just try to get every little penny. One of our producers said that spirit charges for you to breathe air <laughs> on the plane. And that might be true because I know they charge for water. They charge for you to pick your seat. You know what I'm saying? If you want the seat, the, your seat to be refundable, they, they charge for all that. <laughs> they need all of that. But, fellas, we got a really good show. Let's go ahead and get into it. The Patriots have won 13 in a row versus my New York Jets. Good Lord. I think the last time the Jets beat them when I was on the Sound like that Cleveland-Cincinnati uh, rival. <laughs> <laughs> Will it be 14, or are the Jets ready to change the narrative? We'll discuss that. Raiders owner Mark Davis has come out in support for his head coach, Josh McDaniels, after fans and analysts are calling for his job. We'll talk about that, and we'll preview the Thursday night football game between the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. We'll give you our picks for that game. Plus, I'll give you my top pro uh, player props for the game. But first, the NFL is moving the Browns-Bills game to Detroit due to the snowstorm. Now, the Buffalo Bills home game against the Cleveland Browns is being relocated to Detroit due to winter storms expected to hit the western New York area over the next couple of days the area is expected to get multiple feet of snow over the course of thursday night through saturday night with thunder and other conditions also expected the team said that the decision to move the game from highmark stadium was done in consolation with the buffalo bills and local and state authorities as the region prepares for the storm trust me that lake effect storm is real i've played in buffalo adam pacman jones let me ask you this question how does this affect a team in regards to preparation moving to a new location? Everything is different. You know how it is, folks. Like, you get on a routine. You know, you used to waking up at, I'm just shooting out a number, 705, stopping by Starbucks or McDonald's or whatever it is to get your, your coffee and, and your sandwich before you go to work. Getting into work, you used to going to the hot tub. You know what I mean? This was my routine. I'm just speaking of, you know, I would go to the stadium. First thing I would do, jump in the hot tub, you know what I mean, get my thoughts together. 
post my message for the day, go back, boom, shower, <laughs> and then just go through the whole routine. But when you're moving around, like, that's different, bro. You know how it is because everything is not the same. Like, yeah. and it don't seem like a lot, but ask people. When you go on the play on the road, it's different. That, Regardless that, of what you... anybody say, like, the preparation is different. The way you wake up, the, the people that's taking care of your body, you know what I mean? Mm. The time slots, uh, how much rest you get. Going back home, getting the breakfast at home on the right. road is way different. Yeah. Would you rather the alternative though, like playing in a in, in six feet of snow? <laughs> I, me personally, are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking. I'm a you. fucking defensive guy. Let's play in the fucking snow. <laughs> Low I mean, game. that's a lot of slippage on you though. I don't care. Six feet. Let's play in the snow. I'm with it. Mm. I don't give what you talking about. Shovel, <laughs> shovel it off. Shovel it off. And let's go. Like, come on, bro. Like, players, I don't know. I'm speaking for myself. Like, I wish I would have played in that that one bowl game, um, one game that Buffalo played. The Vikings in, remember, they had to move, like, the stadiums or something when the Vikings were playing outside. Oh, you're talking about the um, the Seattle. Wasn't it Seattle versus uh, Minnesota? Because the, you're talking about the, the stadium collapsed, right, with yeah, the snow? Yeah, and they had yeah. the game outside. It was snow everywhere. Man, bro, as a kid, I don't know about y'all, but I prayed to play in one of those games. I went to West Virginia because I like the snow too. But uh, uh, just to let you, you know. you different than most NFL players, yeah. man. I've played in a couple of those games. You know, I was in my career most of the time in the AFC East, so it's cold. Besides Miami being the one caveat, which still makes no sense in that Bro, division because I know they're East, but they're not Northeast like the rest of the three teams are. Like playing in Buffalo for a whole year and then having to see them twice a year as because I was with the Jets and they were in a division. That lake effect is uh snow is real. And I actually have a, a unique story because the last time a game got moved because of that lake effect snow, I was playing for the New York Jets and we had to play the Buffalo Bills in Detroit on a Monday night game. And just going through the preparation of that week, we thought we had the upper hand, right? Because it's different. Like this time the Bills jumped ahead of the schedule and we're like, all right, before this happens, we're gonna move the game. When it happened that time, they thought they were going to be all right and be able to play in the snow. So we were all gearing up that week to play in the snow. But it was so bad. I remember Omar and Adam Pacman Jones seeing videos on ESPN on different, you know, uh, media outlets of them literally tractoring around Buffalo, getting players out of their house because they couldn't get out because it was that much snow. Yeah, it was that crazy, bro. So, like. I think it's a great job by the NFL making sure that this game is played because we had to push that game back to Monday because of the lake effect snow and it yeah. threw off the whole schedule. But they couldn't do that this week because Buffalo plays on Thursday night, uh, Thanksgiving, and then they played the Thursday after that too. So it would have really it would have been them playing on you know after two days of rest <laughs> they would play Monday night and then had to play Thursday. So I think the NFL is doing a good job by moving this game. And as far as preparation pack, like you said, it messes you up. We thought we was going to smoke them. Man, Buffalo beat the brakes off us that game. I don't know if it was because they got that extra rest, that extra walkthrough they got on Sunday when they got to Detroit. But, man, they smoked us. Man, I think they beat us about like 30 that game. It was crazy. I had a sack that game. But, again, everybody in our team thought, you know, we prepared that week. We were like, oh, we're going to smoke these boys. They ain't practice all week long. And, you know, you know how it is. Like, literally by week like nine or ten, you ain't really practicing like that anyway. You know, it's, it's mostly mental. That way you can save people's bodies. But, I, I mean, for some odd reason, we just thought we was going to smoke them boys. But let me ask you this, Omar Kelly. Do you think now because of the snow and, you know, 
Shady seems like to be the only running back that can run on snow. I, I've seen a few people tweet out Buffalo needs to get shady for this game. Um, with that rushing attack impact, you know, this that the Browns have, does this help them out? Because, you know, as far as traction and everything, now they're going to be in a dome. I mean, it helps the Buffalo Bills out too, as far as their, their passing offense. They're going to be in an isolated dome. Don't have to worry about that. But it, dude, does this give maybe the Browns a better chance now? Because it would have probably been hard for them to, to get traction and, and get that run game going in the snow. I, I, I personally believe that this is going to be a, a Josh Allen Josh Allen resurrection game. He's he's going to mm. silence all his critics. Um, and and to me, you know how I feel about Jacoby Brissett. You just you just wasting time until until the, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, this man it. got pure hate for Jacoby Brissett, bro. He, he he only give you a chance. He don't even give you a chance. Yeah, he had um, a rough for last week. He actually didn't play that bad. They, their whole team just had a rough game. Yeah, he's not going to give you a chance to convert third downs. Just just the reality of the situation. <laughs> but yeah, I I I think it 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 would have benefited Cleveland if they actually were playing in playing the snow. In the snow. Because they got that physical rushing attack, um, Buffalo. You know, it, it, not as in a dome situation. Eh, it, it it equals it out. Yeah. What do you, What do you think, Pac? And before we go there, I think this is a unique situation because I think Buffalo is going to stay the whole week, right? Because they play the following Thursday um, Detroit. versus Detroit. Yeah. Ooh. So this is this benefits Buffalo in the long run because now they get used to that stadium two weeks in a row now. That's to me. That's still one of the worst as far as turf. Now I don't know if they've changed it since I've played, but I hated the I hated the I hated the Buffalo turf field and I hated the Detroit turf field. Those are like the two worst for me in the NFL. So it'll be interesting to mm-hmm. see. But Pat, you think that the Browns would have been better off served if they played it in the snow, huh? Well, my my point is like so. Is this fair to everybody else in the league? Because this is bullshit. If you really think about it, boss. Mm. Like we practice outside. Buffalo practice outside. Um, Cleveland practice outside. Cincinnati Bengals have never had a fucking indoor. <laughs> they just got one this, this year. year. <laughs> um, the Patriots practice outside. Damn now, so like, how soft is the fucking game getting? Like, now we are moving games. I don't give a fuck if it's six feet inches of snow, six feet of snow. Shovel the snow off every quarter. But hold on, Pat. We got <laughs> enough about, money. In well, the I don't NFL. even think they can. When what it's like that, pack, I don't even think they can get in and the fans can't get in mean? the fans either the fans the fans yeah, that's, what, that's what the issue was last time it was so much that. snow in the like stadium like they, their fans oh, wouldn't yeah. have been able to come in all right well that's the only reason there yeah. pack when i tell you like i ain't never you know i lived in new york playing for the jets most of my career when i left bro, bro, i thought new york was it, cold when i went to buffalo is, bro this is why you play in these type of states so you can have advantages yeah and, t- and, t- hey, and t- hey, you can't even get in the stadium. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, right? Yeah. Let's just say this was January. We had the same thing going on. Yeah. Do you think they'll move that motherfucking game out of their home stadium in a playoff game, even if it was six inches of snow, six feet of snow? No, I think they would change the day of the game. I don't think they would move it. I think they would just change the day. Like, they'd probably push it either a day forward or a day after. You know what I'm saying, Pat? Because you got more flexibility then. Well, I like that. I I just don't like. I don't like giving away my home games because yeah, ain't they the probably would. They probably would have pushed it to Monday in Buffalo, but Buffalo plays Thursday, so they couldn't do that. But what I'm just saying, it's not the same. You know, it's not the same. Oh, it's no not going to be the same. But I guarantee, like, so when we play that game pack, surprisingly, fifty six thousand people still showed up. I know, but y'all got your ass whooped. We did, but I'm saying <laughs> Buffalo is not that far from Detroit, so I think their fans yeah. are still going to travel. 
Yeah, I mean, Bills fans, every Bills fans all travel. Bills fans gonna travel, Shit, and it yeah. might be louder now because it's a dome. Yeah, you. It ain't no question. Is the Bill fans gonna travel? The question yeah. is, are Cleveland fans gonna travel? Uh, it ain't that though. far for them either, though. No, that's a that's a two hour drive. Yeah, so they might. You know what I'm saying? It's literally it could be 50 50 but Bill Bills mafia travels more than almost anybody except for probably the 49ers and Steelers. Cowboys. I know you don't like the Steelers, but you got to admit they travel everywhere. Bro, pack. Cowboys, like what? Hold on. Oh, Cowboys, right, yeah. We'll go. Go ahead. That's go. another conversation. This is I Am Athlete tonight. I Four am your host, Lijay Doozable, with my guys Omar Kelly and Adam Pacman Jones. And the Philadelphia Eagles have gotten smart. They've self evaluated, they self scouted, realized they have some issues stopping the run, and decided to make some moves. They have signed Indomitian Sue and Linville Joseph to the roster. Now, this is, you know, according, not according to, but this, these are moves that have been had the last, the today, but then they also added Robert Quinn earlier, you know, during the season. So Harry Roseman literally is going forward. Oh, Adam Pac-Man Jones, what do you think about them making this move for Linville Joseph and also Indomitian Sue because they realize they have a deficiency on defense? Boy, I don't know nobody else who is trying to win. Who, who uh, the Eagles? If they win it this year, the GM should get a uh, GM general manager. GM of the year. Um, he he's doing whatever it takes by any means fucking necessary to give them the best opportunity to win. So, like, shout out to the Eagles. I love the moves. Um, and I think this is gonna help Sue a lot. Like this, he, he, this defensive line that they already have, and adding him on there, he bring a lot of toughness and meanness. I think this, this might, this might, this might bring him back. Like we might start back talking because he had got a little quiet. And whether y'all want to admit it or not, he, he, but, he had he had six sacks the last two years. So I'm, the I'm last huge... two years that was real yeah, quiet. Yeah, that's three apiece. I mean, I ain't yeah. crazy. No, no, but no, like, no, no. Six, he had 12 for the last two years. Six. six oh, yeah, years. six in each season? That's yeah, still six. quiet. Man, that's mm-hmm. actually not. No, that's not. That's a nice number for about a They tackle. played 18 games, bro. Get out of here. I'm not listening. Yeah, but for a D-tackle okay. at his age, right, that's, 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 that's production. Your, that's your expectation. My expectation is a little bit higher for him. That um, man, like 35 said, years old, Pat. All right, bro, I made Pro Bowl, non-pro at 35. What are you saying? Can I finish my conversation? You different, bro. You different. Only thing I'm saying, boss, What's he was at, at one time we was consider him as what one of the best. We was Correct. comparing him to fucking everybody. Yeah, and like we haven't talked about him since when? When the last conversation that we've probably had that's saying that he's been dominant? Mm, probably when he was with the Rams. I would say yeah. Miami. I don't even know if he was dominant with the Rams. Hey, like I'm that. not sure he was. Well, he was good that first year with the Rams, but yeah. after that, like, come on, bro. Now nah, he, he's a been guy, a big this help. guy. Yeah. It's a guy that was in front office with the Dolphins, with the owner, making all these powerful-ass moves, said yeah. that he was the best defensive player, and then, boom, we don't know where the fuck he went. But what Aaron I'm Donald saying showed is, up. <laughs> you got a good point there. But one thing I will say is you got you got Khalid Mack. His name still ain't went down with Aaron Donald being here. Yeah. So that's what but I'm saying. The, the one thing I do find concerning about in uh, Dominican Sue is he's got a reputation for not necessarily being a great team player. And Philadelphia's got a great thing going on over there. Hopefully their leadership can can sort of contain it because I've I've covered teams with Sue on it and I thought he was a horrible teammate. Um I, yeah. I saw him tease one of his one of the young offensive linemen to the point where I think that guy wanted to quit. He he he, he talking teased. about Jacob Martin? 
Uh, no, Jamil Douglas. Jamal oh, Douglas. I know who that is too. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 just in the locker room. He just literally teased him so bad. I I just thought it crossed the line, and I I've teased I him. Like, hey, girl, man, you should put hands on that boy. I mean, but Sue was a bully, so Sue was you know he knew you, better. You, you either allow Omar, it, you, you either sound, coaching it or Omar, allowing it. Omar, you sound soft as hell. <laughs> either coaching it or you allowing it. But let me let me let me ask you guys this: with them signing Linville Joseph and Indomitian Sue, does this mean that Jordan Davis may be not ready as soon as they thought he was going to be? Because I think he's supposed to be available within the next week or so. Probably so a conditioning like, issue. And Omar, they got them for cheap. It ain't like they paid them no money. You're right. That's, I mean, they all in. They they making a title run. I get yeah. it. I understand. Like shit, everybody want to be a part of that right now, boys. Like, yeah, they playing for league minimum. They ain't playing for no. Real they probably money. are because they want to go get that ring. For nothing. And it ain't guaranteed. So if your ass come nice. in here tripping this weekend, we're gonna get your ass out of here. Next right up week. out of here. <laughs> you smell me? Right yeah. up out of here. And to your point, I know you were talking about Sue, but. Like, if you look at the way the defensive line is structured, everybody's got their money already, right? So, obviously, when you go get a guy like Robert Quinn, you got to make sure everybody in that room is cool with that. And I think they were because they 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 have the idea of winning a championship. Like, like that's at the, the forefront of their minds. Like, we got to go win a championship. We put all mm-hmm. our egos to the side. Everybody's already got their bread. We good, fellas. Let's just work together. Let's go get this ring. And I think – you know, before Howie Roseman probably signed a Livell Joseph or, you know, and Dominic and Sue, they, they had those conversations with, with you, them. You think they have the conversations with the, with the players? I, my thing is you yeah, have yeah. to. You have to when you bring them yeah, into a room yeah. like that. You got to have that conversation with them. Because, Omar, you can literally mess up, like you said, the whole the thing. The whole it's structure a, of it's the a, whole and what, and what Adam Pacman said, uh, what, what uh, Adam Pacman Jones just said, like, they probably ain't getting that much money. So if they come in there tripping, like we're we gonna get rid of y'all. Like, yeah, don't come in here <laughs> acting crazy because we got some dogs already up here. Man. We just try to make sure we got good depth. You know how it go, ain't nothing guaranteed. Yeah, not ain't this late like, in the game. Hell no. Like, come on, bro. We already come on. Y'all see what we're doing. We lost one game. And they and they trying to rectify that issue right away, too. <laughs> nah, but my thing is there's happen. no way neither one of them do. They ain't played or practiced the whole year. There's no way they're gonna be available this Sunday. I just don't see it happening. Oh, they gonna I think so. You think, I think so? I, I made that Bruce Irvin damn sure didn't play his first week. One of them gonna be available. Now you Indianapolis gonna now, try to run that pill. Now, one thing we know by soon now. He might not be oh, but that much. He gonna uh, that motherfucker. Let me, get ten, let me get ten snaps about he, you, huh? He coming full speed, and if he can yeah. hit that motherfucker center ten times full speed, she. Well, I mean, Linville Joseph has been one of the best run defensive tackles against the run for a long time in this league. I mean, just last year he had fifty-seven tackles, right? I, I was Three for loss and a sack. So, yeah. and what you gotta realize is it's a little different up front. Like you can go in and play 10, 10 That's what I'm saying. He probably get ten, plays. fifteen plays. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now, cornerback played 10, 15 plays, and he ain't been running. Might he pull a hammy. Pull a ham screen or a <laughs> yeah. But D linemen, you know, everything y'all do is from low center gravity, so y'all do all that shit. It's just like wrestling, you know. And they probably yeah, not going to have them rush on third down. They'll probably right, just yeah, be first and second do down, that. guys. Yeah, just some, some – we're going to stop the gap uh, gaps, and then we might let y'all pin your ears back and rush once or twice a game, but that's it. Yeah, for sure. Hi, everyone. This is Hope Solo, World Cup champion and host of Hope Solo Speaks, a Sirius XM podcast. I'm so excited about the Men's World Cup starting November 20th, and we'll have coverage all tournament long. 
I'll be talking to former players, top analysts, and offering some of my unique perspective as Team USA looks to make a deep run in Qatar. Download new episodes of Hope Solo Speaks right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. USA, USA, USA. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, Adam Pacman Jones and Omar Kelly. And Raiders owner, Mark Davis, is back in his head coach, Josh McDaniels. Now, Josh McDaniels' second head coaching stint is going about as bad as it could possibly go. The Raiders are 2-7 and seven following a tough loss to the Jeff Saturday-led Indianapolis Colts. And it's clear that fans and media are openly calling for Daniel McDaniels to be fired. Now, owners, owner Mark Davis is ignoring those calls for McDaniels' job and gave the Las Vegas Review a vote of confidence for McDaniels. Josh, this, and Josh McDaniels is very thankful for the support from his team owner. This is what he had to say about his owner backing him up. I don't think anybody's happy with the results of the games. I think that's, you know, that, that that's always been clear that we, we all want to do better. Um, I think that... <clears throat> You know, I appreciate Mark's support. I've always appreciated it. I've said that a number of times that, um, you know, we all, we're all here because of him and we all want to do right by him. And so um, I think that, you know, we knew when we came here that this is a long, longer term, you know, view of how do we get this thing to repeat, you know, and, and that hasn't happened here in a little while. And um, that he's been great to us and I appreciate his support. Um, He's continued to try to give us anything we, we, we need or ask for to try to help us be successful. And um, I think I appreciate his long-term view on it, too. I really do. Anything you want and need to be successful. That was a playoff team last year for you guys. Yeah, there, homie. that's not like a load of bullshit. Like, <laughs> you, you thought it was – I mean, you took a playoff team and you basically added, um, you know, Chandler Jones. The best receiver and, in football. <laughs> one of the top pass rushes in free agency. And that you, they haven't gotten anything out of this year. And you just suck. You, yeah. You, 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 now, the crazy thing is the Raiders have lost um, – they have lost games this year in almost every fashionable way. Like, blowing fourth quarter leads. They got shut out by the Saints. The Saints of all teams who have struggled themselves on offense. Now, the problem is Mark Davis just didn't hire McDaniels, right? The Raiders committed to the Patriot way, bringing over Patriots executive Dave Ziegler, naming him the team's general manager. 
So let me ask you this, Omar Kelly. One, can this Raiders season be salvaged? And two, do you think that owner uh, Mark Davis continues to have this confidence in, you know, McDaniels going forward if they continue to lose for the rest of the season? You know, that when the owner comes out and gives uh, the vote of confidence, that's usually the kiss of death. I was about to say, didn't Ursay do that for uh, Frank yes. Wright and then fire him the next week? Yeah. And, but but when you when you factor in that they also hired the GM and, and and he went hard after Mark Daniels, I believe Mark Daniels. Is, I mean, I'm sorry, Josh McDaniels is making ten million dollars a year. He's not being paid chump change. The the issue Crazy. is, you know, what's that buyout looking like? And Mark Davis is not an owner with deep pockets, so he's not he's not in position. You don't think he got that cash like that? No, nah, he ain't got that cash like that. They're the poorest NFL team out there. So it, listen, that that's that is their wealth, the the Raiders organization. Um, they couldn't afford a stadium on their own, so he's really stuck with with Josh McDaniels. And what I find interesting is, you know, how many years did Josh McDaniels stay in New England? Year after year, after teams tra- came after him. Um, one, I, I found it interesting that he chose the Raiders, and I got why he chose the Raiders because they had a quarterback, they were a playoff team. Um, it was it was a, a good organization. Um, from from a roster standpoint, he mm-hmm. got all the power, got to hire his GM. But why did he stay out of the game from a head coaching position so long? Did he know his own personal limitations as a as a human, as an individual, as a leader that said, "Hey, you know what? This really isn't for me." Mm, that's an interesting point. But my thing is, so why did why did he take the job for the money? I, I think his window was closing because Mark, Matt, uh, Mac Jones was his quarterback. He saw his window closing. You 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 got to seize the opportunity. But they went to the playoffs. They did go to the playoffs, but they weren't a very good team. And you, they, they, they weren't was, at all. They were probably the 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 least talented playoff team to make it. But that's because of the Patriot way, and they you know they they didn't beat themselves last year. And the schedule yeah. was kind of advantageous for them to win games last year. Adam Pacman Jones, let me ask you this question. How much of the lack of success this season falls on Mark Davis for hiring Josh McDaniels? Um, so you're telling me that it's on the owner because it was a successful, a successful coach that coached up on a pretty good dynasty of coaches that he's coached up under so far, and you're sitting here telling me is it is is the owner fault? What I, you know? Why I say that, Pack? Let me let me so, let me break so it down and I, give you the story. What I'm asking you is, I'm I'm just saying though, like because you can't sit here and say it's the fucking owner fault when you look at the dialect of work that he has. That's all I'm saying. First and foremost, like the owner looks at like a resume. His resume speak highly of his Tom Brady. Of, all right, that's cool. We can say that. <laughs> but what does the resume say? It says he won the well. He, he's, right. he's coaching. You was on here too. screaming. Omar was on here talking shit about Carr. Everybody else. So now. I mean, Carr. you know, I love Derek Carr. All right, yeah, hold on, hold both, on. But both like so, so who fault is it? Is it Carr's fault? Because to me, if right. you ask me, Carr, it's Carr fault. Carr mm-hmm. is just a guy. He is. He, he look at Just look at it. What's the dilection of the work? I mean, this man what like season had the most fourth quarter yeah. comeback wins in man, NFL about history. One though. year. It's no, been a no, couple that's years. That's yeah, and for career. But this is what I'm saying, Pac. If you look at it as a whole, and you know, me and B Flow, Brandon Fires talked about this earlier this week. 
to me, you got to look at the history, right? You talked about looking at Josh McDaniel's history as an offensive coordinator. Let's look at his history as a head coach. Mm. We had a, a teammate that was under him, you know, and played or played for him. I guess that's what you want to call it when he was with the Denver Broncos. Some guys just aren't leaders of men. Some guys just don't belong as head coaches. I say some of this falls on Mark Davis because if you look at what happened last year with the the Las Vegas Raiders, Mm. who would have had that team making the damn playoffs? Everything they went through, the John Gruden emails, him resigning, the thing with Henry Ruggs, that terrible incident, the thing with David Arnett, the first-round corner, putting AK-47s on TikTok, talking about he's going to chop somebody up. Through all that, Rich Basaccia, special teams coach, great leader of men. You could tell those players loved him. They went to war for him week in and week out, won a lot of close games. He got them into the playoffs. And this is my issue with the NFL right here. Every damn owner wants to hire an offensive guru. Why? You need a leader of men first and foremost. Like you said, Pat, what does Josh McDaniel's resume say? Well, hire him as an offensive coordinator. Don't hire him as a head coach. Just because he's a good X's and O's guy doesn't mean he qualifies as a head coach. So to me, I think if you're an owner in this league, right, and everybody, you know, we want Shanahan, we want McVay, you know, we want, you know, Matt LaFleur, you know, or, you know, the ne- or Josh McDaniels. Nah, we've seen recently that that doesn't matter. you got to be a leader of men. That's why I have so much respect for Mike Tomlin, a guy who has never had a losing record, even though he's had subpar talent some of those years, right? Because he's a great leader of men, and and guys in that locker room are willing to go to war for him, Pac. I I understand everything you're saying, but, like, most coordinators are not head coaches because they have to build a dialogue, and then they become a head coach. I don't know no head coaches that wasn't a coordinator or some kind of key position coach that got a head coaching job. Zach Taylor. I'm not going to sit here and agree with you and tell you and let the fans say that it's the owner fault, which he comes from a great – He hired him. I know, but you got to – bro. Hold on. Everybody else who was up on the Brady them has been successful. Nope, has not. What been Matt Patricia, Joe Judge? Everybody who has been under Brady Flores has never yeah. made the playoffs. Belichick, uh, Flores was successful. He Relative. had a winning record, but he never made the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. But he, he had, See, that, that's he had your two... argument for Herbert. So you got to give it to him too. Then, right? I mean, Flores had two ten win seasons, but did he um, make the playoffs? No. But okay, then what are we talking about? Listen. Um, <laughs> What Mark Davis did was he hired a guy that everybody was trying to lure for about five or six years. But why? Because because <laughs> of the Brady effect, because of the Patriots. But have they not way. learned from other coaches leaving they, I, that? I think I think that the well is dry now. The well is clearly dry now. But I think they had to learn that the well the, the well was going to poison you. I mean, it, it's just not a it's just not a replicable. Er, you know, replicable organization. You can't replicate that anywhere. And mm. and I don't even think the Patriots could replicate it. So I get what you're saying, dudes, but to blame Mark Davis would be irresponsible because he went out there and he saw an organization that was ready to pivot and he hired what he felt was the best. Now, did he know that he wasn't a good leader of men? No, he didn't. And how does he, he probably, not know that it's documented? You're right. He thought maybe maturity, maybe age, maybe wisdom, maybe experiences. The man had turned down head coaching job year after year after year. Yeah. And but maybe that's that should have been 
that should have been maybe a talking point. Like, why is he doing that? To me, he's he's not a great leader because he, he wants to go into a ready-made situation. So he's not built for adversity. I That's mean, a whole nother top, you know, talking point. It, a, a lot of these guys go into these adverse situations and, and they suck and, and, and then they get fired in three years. Now, Josh McDaniel's problem is he's about to be fired in probably two years. But my thing is, it's important for them to maintain, for him to maintain belief and confidence in that locker room. He can't have a Camp Cameron situation where that locker room doesn't believe in him. Um, and I think that that's where his focus needs to be in the remaining stretch of the season. Get, yeah. getting injecting belief and confidence. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, Omar Kelly and Adam Pacman Jones and Steph Curry. Balled out last night. Dropped a 50-piece extra crispy. But yet... The Warriors lose again on the road. Now, the Warriors suffered their latest blow, 130 to 119 to the Phoenix Suns that dropped them to 0-8 on the road to start a season for the first time since 1989-1990. Now, Steph Curry made 17 of 28 shots, going 7 of 11 from the three-point range to become the eighth oldest player to register a 50-point game, according to ESPN Stats and Information Research. Clay Thompson... Early season struggles continued as he finished with 19 points, but just shot six of 17. Meanwhile, Jordan Poole went scoreless on the heels of his best game of the season. Curry didn't have much to say about his 50-point performance, but instead focused on the team struggle. This is what Steph Curry said about losing becoming a habit. Losing becomes habit if you don't fix it. We've avoided that for a very long time in terms of that creeping into the locker room and losing mentality. And I think we're... uh, very aware of who we are, what our potential is, and the fact that you can't stay in this kind of vibe or mode for too long and not really prove that you can be that type of team. So, yeah, we're not panicking in terms of, you know, at six and nine or whatever we are and the amount of games that we have left that we can't figure it out. But, you know, the losing does get old really quick. Now, Warriors head coach Steve Kerr went on to talk about how because the Warriors are the champs, they have a target on his back. This is what he had to say about that. If things aren't going well, somebody call the group into the foul line, get everybody together and motivate the group. Um, all that stuff is missing right now. There's a, I saw a lot of hanging heads tonight. I think we're feeling sorry for ourselves, and um, nobody's going to feel sorry for us. Um, so uh, everyone can't wait to play us and kick our ass, you know. We've had a lot of success um, and a lot of fun, a lot of joy, you know, beating people over the years. And uh, teams don't forget that. So they're, you know, they're having their fun now as they should. Um, I've always felt the game rewards you if you um, if you commit to the game. You know, um, if you. If you really compete together, shots go in, um, calls go your way, breaks fall fall your way. And we're not earning any of that stuff. That's why we're winless on the road. Um, it's a pickup game. Mm, yeah, teams are definitely celebrating whooping y'all week in and week out on the road. But, you know, he thinks that's why they're, they're losing their games. But our teammate, Antoine Walker brought up a really good point yesterday when we were talking about the Warriors, me, him, LaShawn, Shady McCoy. And I want to ask you this, Adam Pac-Man Jones, you know, teams that travel when they go on road trips, they usually hang out 
and things of that nature, right? But we all remember what happened with the Warriors right before the season started, the fight between Draymond and Poole. Do you think this is something where on the road these guys just aren't hanging out so they don't have that connection on the court because they're winless on the road right now? No, man. It's not got shit to do with them. They suck right now. They were sucking. Well, they don't suck at home. <laughs> I know, but what's the difference? If well, they had, you at if, the crib. If, you got to be. You got. You're forced to be around each other on the road. Not, no, you're you're not forced around to be each other on the, on uh, around each other at the crib. They don't practice together. They don't no, stay at the hotel at the night. I mean, the hotel uh, the night before. Yeah, the game. but when you at home games, you're around each other a little bit more. No, at home, bro. I'm saying no, just only in the locker room, bro. I got a lot of friends that play NBA basketball. They don't even practice with half of them, except doing camp. Yeah. Well, something's definitely obviously not working on the road, though, Pac. Yeah, but it ain't that they are not spending no time together. They're not spending no time together either on the road or either at home. It's not no vice versa. Well, do you um, think that that fight true. has that's had an effect point. on this team? I, I I just don't think they got the pieces to the puzzle. Like, oh. all right, so Draymond, all right, all right, let's talk about it. Can, can we, <laughs> we got to talk about it quickly. Go ahead. No, come on, let's talk about it. All yeah. right, so there's only two pieces to the puzzle that was in the fight. Who is it? Say the name. Draymond, Draymond and Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. All right, Draymond is – all right, is Jordan Poole playing good right now? Nah, he isn't either. All right, he wasn't playing that good last year either, if you ask me. Except to playoffs time, he played pretty good. Now, I, I kind of agree with you. All right, now hold on, players. hold on. The biggest question: What is Claypool doing? He's talking about Clay. Yeah, Clay. He's I struggling. He's been struggling for the last couple of years since he came out that injury. All right, so tell me if Steph got fifty and he can't get nobody else to give him, then why are we talking about a relationship in the team instead of talking about they suck right now? I mean, another issue with that is because, you know, they're almost in a transition phase, right, where some of these young guys, Kabinga, Wiseman, coming up, pull, mm-hmm. and they're sending Wiseman to the G League, and we talked about this yesterday with Antoine Walker and uh, LaShawn Shady McCoy, but Wiseman is averaging the same amount of points and only, like, one or two rebounds less than Looney, who was getting double his minutes. So you took Wiseman number two overall. Why not get him some real minutes? That way you can really – you know, build that camaraderie and build that second team, that second unit. You're saying there needs to be a youth movement in Golden There State? has to be. I mean, they got a lot of young guys coming up, right? Like Steph Curry is the one guy. That, we just talked about Clay. Clay uh, Thompson hasn't been really playing as well as he did before the knee injury. Draymond's fell off significantly. I, I think know, they got to start playing some of these younger guys a little was, bit more. But like, you're, you sound just like every person on the radio right now. I'm being honest. They have no, not. But I like, said this last year about Clay and Draymond. All right, but when you built the dynasty the way they built it, guess what? The Man. vets. Hold on, hear me out. You got to go vets, quickly because we got to get a break. All right, the vets get to ride it out. Like I understand what you're saying. All that shit sound good. Nobody have done what they've done in the last five years. I respect as far that as an organization. So as an owner, if I'm just shooting out a name, this I don't know shit or nothing. If Draymond said, hey, look, this is how we want to ride it out. We got one more year. I'm going to respect that. And okay, the younger so maybe guys. that's what they're doing. Yeah, the younger guys might not. That's why we send your ass back down to the D-League, and you don't understand <laughs> the next year. So, obviously, yeah, obviously, they, they, you know what it is, bro. Like, they got a lot of it. They've done a lot of – they've built mountains. I mean, I'm talking yeah. about the stuff they done did for Oakland. Come on, man. 
You can't do no. You can't fucking put Draymond on the bench. Put him on the bench, Pat. <laughs> can't do it though. Just just for just far as his legacy and the team. Now next year, we going a different way. We going a yeah. different way next year. I am athlete tonight is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. Support I am athlete tonight with a five star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.